Well, good morning. It is good to be back again. My name is Chana, and I am your host, and you're listening to the Lessons We Learn podcast. Today, we are going to talk about chain of command, and this will be lesson number four of the seven lessons. We may cover a few more today, we may not, but I want to first just start out by taking time to consider the chain of command. And with the chain of command, we're going to talk a little bit about authority, submission, and and, uh, knowing. So an ask model, oftentimes chain of command is looked upon and frowned upon, but I really think that it is mostly because these ways that we might find in higher ups can sometimes abuse authority, misuse authority, or just in a way at times neglect those whom they are leading. And so when I think about authority, and when we think about authority, ask yourself, do you see that as a negative connotation? Or is that something that is a positive? One of the things that I want to reflect on today is that authority is not a bad thing, not whatsoever. In fact, it's necessary. One of the lessons that I learned when I was in the classroom, and this was several years back, after meeting and interacting with several students in different contexts, different buildings, one thing that I found in common with the students is there were some who really did not want to follow the rules. They did not want to submit to authority. And there was one situation I remember there was a child who had been addressed by the teacher and was sent to a cool off spot, we'll say. And I ended up walking past this child. And when I walked past the child, I saw a head bowed down, sitting on the chair, just just kind of really crouched over, hands on head, all of that, arms folded in, just a posture that was frustration. And so I was just led in that moment to pause and ask, hey, what's going on? Why are you out in the hall? Now, I have heard other adults pass young people before, and maybe they're mocked. They are ignored, you know, made fun of. Oh, I know you're in trouble. I know what did you, what you done did now. What did you do now? What did you do this time? You know, questioning. But this was a moment where just simply asking, what's going on? Why are you out here? A whole floodgate of issues opened up in that moment. And it was connected to an authority figure. In this case, uh, the student was really frustrated because father was in prison. And now he has a male teacher trying to be an authority. And the gist of it is that there is an authority figure now in the room, knowing what is needed, wanting to try to be that male figure, but the frustration set into this child because of the way that it was handled. And I've seen other situations where there are students who they're just defiant, period. And this is not all, of course not. And it doesn't mean that, you know, they're acting out, doing things violent. Those are the ones sometimes that I have met that are sneaky. The ones who will look out for themselves. 
the ones who you can't tell me nothing. You're not my mother. You're not my father. And it is a privilege to work with students like that. And I say that because when it comes to understanding authority, we have the opportunity to have that discussion. And when we talk about it, it often comes back to why do I have to do what somebody has to tell me? And I've been able to share in those moments, if you don't practice self-control right now, if you don't decide to choose what needs to happen in this moment, because what you're doing affects not just you, but other people, then you're going to have to be under someone else's control later. And there's usually a pause that's there. And I take pause too when I hear that. And when I'm talking to someone else, I hear it for myself as well. Because it comes down to in those kind of scenarios, are you willing to submit? And then learning that submission is also not a bad thing when it's done in the right context. And it's akin to humbling yourselves, you know, understanding that there will be people who are always going to be in authority. And that's a lesson that I had to learn. And then that's a lesson that I do share with children that I work with, and especially those who may be having a hard time with the authority figures in their home. Fathers, mothers, if you're listening, you are authority figures in your home. And it is okay to lead in your home from that place of authority. Now, when you get into crossing into authoritarian and being dictatorial and all of these very harsh ways, we're not talking about that. But we are talking about establishing leadership, establishing and setting boundaries, understanding that Young people need to understand communication just as we do when we're in the workplace, when we're in a course or a classroom, when we're interacting with a business. If we go into a place of business, there is an established authority there. There is a set of rules that we need to follow. And so one of the lessons that we learn as young people is that we're always going to have authority figures. The difference is whether we'll submit. So when we think about authority, Again, it's not bad, but the submission part, that's sometimes what's hard for people. That's what's hard for some students, and especially if they have severed or challenging relationships with their parents at home, or maybe the parents not at home, maybe they're dealing with abandonment and rejection. And I want us to just consider in this moment that sometimes these things show up in adulthood because they haven't been addressed. They can show up in the workplace. They can show up in the classroom, the courtroom, the boardroom. They can show up in the grocery store and in the parking lot. And if you've watched the news at all in 2020, we have issues with people not wanting to submit to what the governmental and elected officials are calling for, even to wear masks. Those are authority figures. And let's just be truthful. There are some people who just don't want to be told what to do. They want to do what they want to do, when they want to do it, how they want to do it. But this is where hierarchy in a chain of command actually becomes very important because it really is about um, the chain of command being just a series of positions of authority like or rank within an organization that are ordered from the lowest to the highest. That's often how it's done. But then when we think about what a hierarchy is, a hierarchy can simply be um, a system or organization in which people or groups are 
ranked one above another. And this is according to status or authority. In other words, the rights that these people have to make decisions, right? In, in whatever that situation is, it's a way of structuring things so that there is order. And then another way to think about hierarchy is just a body of persons and authority. So this may be a group of people. You may have your COO, CFO, CIOs, all of your um, as it's called chief officers, you may have presidents and vice presidents at an organization. Uh, you may have your managers, senior managers, associates, um, all types of titles. But the point is, is these are the people who are entrusted with not only leading, but making sure that they are the ones who won demonstrate that they can be trustworthy with that responsibility. But two, even in their own example of leadership, these are the ones that also need to demonstrate submission. And what do I mean by that? So maybe you have a manager and you have the employee. That relationship exists. But when it comes to a manager or a director and an employee, do we have opportunity to learn one from another? Absolutely, yes. There are times when your employees or your staff or those as this is called in the chain of command lower in the ranks it's definitely a, a military sounding term because it is um, we have to think about and really consider who we're leading again that's kind of a theme in a lot of these lessons when someone brings ideas do you submit to that person in their role maybe they're not your superior Maybe they're your peer or colleague. Do you still submit to their abilities, their gifts, and the authorities that they have to lead in their area? We've also, um, in the ministry that I'm in right now, we have we have had that lesson that has been given to us. And it is a powerful lesson because often power struggles happen because people want to be in control, but don't want to have the integrity or character that goes with having that level of authority. So submission is also important for those who are in the upper ranks, submitting one to another according to gifts, talents, and then permissions um, and the roles and responsibilities. You know, if that person is hired to run the front office, let them run the front office. If you're in that restaurant, let them run the front of house. And then you're submitting to their abilities their gifts, their talents, the knowledge that they have, the wisdom that they may even carry, having had the experience before. And so that's important because it helps to keep order when we understand that submission, again, it's not a bad word, just like authority isn't. And just like having a hierarchy is not bad as long as it's not done in the context, one of pride, two, is not done in a context of abuse of power and then the third thing to consider is that when you have a hierarchy or chain of command in any organization this can be even in a classroom even in your home again these things start at home the third thing to really consider is do you lead out of love do you demonstrate patience um, towards those who you are working with and do you take time to listen to those? That's really submitting to the other person. When you are taking time to practice that soft skill that is so valuable in any context in life of active listening, 
that's an act of submission. It's taking time to not just hear people on the surface, um, but also pay attention to what they're saying and who they are that's saying it. Now, I say this also because when it comes to submission, people in leadership or in these places of authority in the higher ranks of the chain of command can take that role out of context and they can begin to make decisions that affect people's lives. One lesson that I did learn, which was very interesting, um, just observing a hierarchy at one point in time in my life where you have the employees who should be able to know who they are to submit to in terms of authority, who they are to answer to, um, who is reviewing their personnel records, who is the person that's responsible for the decisions of the team, because often that falls on maybe one or two people. Uh, if it's a group of people, that's a good thing also because you can share that responsibility. But whatever model you're under, one of the lessons that I learned in observing a hierarchy in, in, a, in an organization was that there were too many employees, and these were in different ranks, who did not understand their role. So if an, the, the employee would go to the supervisor the supervisor would say, well, I don't know. I'm under a director. Then the, that director would say all kinds of uh, things that would not make sense in terms of their authority and their role. And then you go to the next person above them and there's a, well, that's not my issue. You need to go back to your director and talk to that supervisor, or you need to then um, talk with somebody in HR, maybe they can help. And that breeds confusion. So you have someone who's trying to follow the chain of command. And what I learned in, in observing that scenario is that you could even sometimes end up going to the highest ranks in an organization and still be told, well, I don't know what I can do. And that becomes puzzling for those that we work with, those that we lead. So when we are thinking about being in a position of authority and we're considering submission, and especially when we have those who are under us, so to speak, in the hierarchy, it doesn't mean that they're less than or beneath. So please, no offense is intended whatsoever. It's looking at a rank and a structure, and that exists in every facet of our lives, home, family, work, businesses, neighborhood associations, everywhere. It's not something that is harsh unless it's treated that way. But but not understanding what your individual role is, what your individual authority is, and then those who are in positions of authority to lead the team, the group, the organization, the corporation, the classroom, the district, whatever that is, Everybody being able to know their role, understand how much authority they have in that role, and then understanding who they should submit to is absolutely critical to keeping things running and having an, a proper order. So authority, submission, and then knowing. Um, for those who look to you for leadership, do they know what your role is? 
Do they have an understanding that they have an option to come to you? Or do you have a structure where they literally have to just look at the employee manual and try to figure it out? One thing that is important for those who are in positions of authority and in the higher levels of the chain of command is, are you accessible? You know, do the people that are, so to speak, under you in the hierarchy and in that ranking, are they able to freely come? Do you have an open door policy for those to call, make an appointment and actually reach someone who can make a decision about maybe an issue that comes up. So it's very key when we're talking about knowing. And I just put this in an acronym of ASK, authority, submission, and knowing. The knowing is who is responsible for what. Knowing what resources and people are available to fulfill the role. Knowing where to go if an issue arises or even to get feedback on a task. Um, there's a lot of times when you have employees or staff and they're given independent authority, they have the same authorities as the managers do. There are business models that are out that or that are out there, excuse me, that are like that and organizational structures that operate in that manner. And again, it's what works best for you. But the point is, do people know where to go or get that feedback on task? When is the proper an appropriate time to raise the issue. Is that clear when it comes to the chain of command? Do you have a system set up where your employees report to a CEO? Do you have it where your employees report to a manager, a district manager, a regional manager? So there's all layers of leadership that are in a structure, but knowing when is the proper time to approach who the person is that is responsible, that's going to help keep order. And order is a good thing. The other part of knowing is knowing why the order is established as it is. So in other words, it's not that maybe you as a staff person or an employee who was just hired into the company is questioning why the structure is in, uh, in place the way that it is or going directly and demanding the leadership to change things because maybe you don't like it, but you submit to that order when you first arrive to the organization and maybe you just simply ask the question, well, why is it structured this way or how does this structure benefit the order, the operation, and the flow of things in this company, in this school, in this district, in this program, in this organization or association. That is a better way to approach it because there are a lot of times when people skip a hierarchy, don't know the hierarchy, and don't understand why it's in place. And it can cause not only confusion and frustration, but it can also lead to a lack of productivity. And we all want to make sure that we keep things moving forward with any of the goals and all of the plans that we are responsible to make sure that we accomplish. Ultimately, knowing the structure and when the organization um, of your people resources is communicated clearly. So knowing these things, knowing the structure, and then also when the organization 
of your people resources, right, is communicated clearly. In other words, who's responsible for what? I'll say it that way. Order will flow, generally unhindered. And then if any, if any, any, any issues arise, you have a process in place where everyone knows the established order, even when a person at whatever the rank is steps out of line or even challenges that order. So not so much just the employee manual, but really sitting down and talking, having those face-to-face meetings or considering the time that we're in right now with this pandemic in 2020, still making some kind of connection that's not just what's in writing, whether it's virtual, um, that's not the issue. The point is making the connection. Do you have people in your organization in all levels of the chain of command who know what their authority is? What powers do they have to make decisions? So I ask again, is having an established order a bad thing? No, everything we do in life does have that established order. The difference is when people laud that order or position over another person in like a haughty, prideful, or even a vengeful manner. And I had an experience that was like that, where there was a person who made a point to use the position of authority in an improper manner. And it caused great stress in my life to the point where it did affect things at home. But the one thing that I have learned since then is that I do have recourse. And maybe it's not so much going and hiring an attorney. Maybe it's not going and protesting. For me personally, I learned that there was a power that that I have in my faith as a Christian to be able to pray about that situation and deal with it differently without having negative, intense confrontations. I do know that in one example that I've had in a workplace, trying to go up the ranks or the chain of command, there were times when I ended up in a game of hot potato. So one of the one of the points that I want for us to consider is do you have a hot potato practice where you are, where the employees um, are passed around from one department to another or one person to another, and then they never really are able to bring forward their idea, their concern, their feedback or complaint. It's the case where you neglect or negate your responsibilities. In other words, that's not for me to do. Go see so-and-so. That's not for so-and-so to do. Well, you need to ask so-and-so. That is not order. And it's something that does not help productivity. Because the other thing that can also happen when this is done in the ranks that are higher up, when people are responsible to listen to the employees is then when the employee's performance changes. And this, I've seen this in, in multiple situations, the employee's performance changes, and then all of a sudden it's review time. And then the employee is the one who is penalized. That's not in order either. And so that's 
what we do need to consider. Are we playing a game of hot potato? Do your people know where to go? Do you know where to go as an employee, as a student, even as in that parent-child relationship when appropriate boundaries are established? Because you've heard of scenarios where one child will ask the mother and mother says no, and then the child goes and asks father, and father says what did your mother say? Or gets the father to say yes without acknowledging already that they were already told no. This is why even in an organization, in a family structure, again, no matter what the family structure is or what the organizational structure is, be clear on who is responsible for what. So I'll ask this one question. Do you have a structure in your organization or where you are that is just rigid um, so that your key staff have limited or no access to company or organizational leadership? Do you, uh, whether you're the staff or the company leader or even an administrator, do you feel that there is an open line of communication such that you can openly share, you feel safe, you created a safe environment and you know that you are the person that is dependable rather than expendable. And what I mean by that is you're someone who is one, given authority, but two, you care enough to not just brush things off. If you are that person that cares and you don't brush things off and you really want to make sure that you have a set of um, a team that understands what to do, when to do and how to do it, then one thing you can consider in your onboarding process is literally cover, ask, authority, submission and knowing and making sure that those who you're bringing into your company, your business, your organization, uh, and even students in the classroom. When, when we start the classroom as teachers every year, we establish the classroom rules. What are the norms? So you have those social things um, because there's always going to be an organizational and a company culture. Um, and this is also the same. It exists in the church understanding what authority and submission is and understanding who is in charge. Um, yes, we all have gifts. We all have talents, but we all are responsible for understanding what submission is supposed to look like where we are, who's in charge. Because when we do, we allow for order to flow. We also allow for an atmosphere of productivity rather than stress. And we also grow and we also have an opportunity to mature when we practice su submitting to authority. I know for Christians, it talks about um, in the Bible that we are to submit one to another. But for those who are not in the church and who may not be Christian or saved, literally, we still have laws, we still have rules. There are policies at every level of government and in every company that exists. So no one is exempt from submitting to an authority. 
We may not like it. We may not agree with it. But again, we grow when we walk properly and keep things in order, doing our part to keep things in order. I do hope that you have had some lessons in this area. And if you have, I'd love to hear them. You can send an email to train at knowledgefontlearning.com. That's knowledge, F-O-N-T, learning.com. And share what your experiences were. Share what they are currently. And you can also share what you have that you think would be beneficial to share with others. Your responses might be included in a future episode. So I thank you for taking time to listen today with all that is going on. I do hope your families are staying safe. And yes, it's okay to submit to wear a mask. It is helping to keep things in order. And I do hope that in all that's going on, even in the midst of sadness, mourning, and all of these life changes that we're experiencing, understand that we can always find a reason to smile. And even more so, please know that there's hope and that you are loved. If you're having any trouble, talk to someone that you trust. Before you make any decisions, just talk to someone. There are so many people out there who love you, who care about you, And from what I believe in my faith, I know that God sees you and knows what you're going through. You all take care. You have a great rest of your day, great rest of your week. Until next time.